Hey, welcome into the Coach Bono's podcast here on the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recording live at the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. Check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter. Our uh, handle is at Coach Bono's Show. Check out the Facebook page. Search for, just search for Coach Bono's Show and you'll find it there. We always share some interesting and fun stuff there. And you can email us anytime at CoachBonoShow at gmail.com. This is episode 90. And uh, this week, I'm joined by my co-host, the legal counsel of the Coach Bono's podcast, the token girl. She has great legs, but an even greater mind. My co-host, Ellen Wingenter. Edub, how you doing? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm sorry you're not in here this week. Uh, <laughs> you're not at home. You're, and I got to apologize to people laugh for last week's show. If you listen, there was like, my volume was higher and Ellen's it was there was some volume issues. It's when we record in the studio together, there's always an issue. I'm trying to figure that out. I'm not a, a producer, so I'll figure this out as we go. We're getting there. So, but it should sound a lot better today. So thank you for being patient with us. Um, anything new in your world? How is the summer of Ellen going? Yeah, uh, you know, I had to go to the office two days this week, which is unusual for me these days. And uh Took myself to the Rockies Angels game last night, so I think I'm I'm on course. I might do a movie this weekend. Nice. I don't know. I got stood up for a date, so that's fine. Oh no. Oh no, it's fine. Um, he has to push it, so we'll see if it ever happens. But oh, you know. Okay. Okay. Um. First thing I wanted to get to, I just kind of, and you know, this is, we are in, I call this the clickbait season. I was on Tyler Jones's pod a couple of days ago, and, you know, I do the football fix and the Jones report, and he's always coming at me with, what about this rumor and this rumor? And this week, I just kind of cut him off, and I said, what is the clickbait du jour? Because that's all we've got right now. Yeah. You know, football season's over. We haven't started yet. Uh, basketball, the NBA just ended. You know, we've got, we're in Major League Baseball. A lot of people like to talk about baseball, so it's kind of hard to get through on that. The PGA Tour, really, we don't have a whole lot going with the new stuff and the new news there. And then, um, you know, as far as other major sports, what else is going on? So we won't bore people with a lot of, you know, nerd baseball stuff today. We won't do that. Um, but we'll do a little bit of baseball, probably. Um, but really, it's kind of the click clickbait du jour. And there's really two things out there that are kind of the clickbait ones. We did have the NBA draft this past week. Yep. I guess I want to talk a little bit about it. But the biggest story from the NBA draft, not just here in Lawrence, Kansas, but apparently everywhere, was Grady Dick's outfit. Yes. Repping. What was your take on Grady Dick's outfit? I loved it. Um, I, I really enjoyed his representation of Dorothy and the ruby red slippers with that that jacket. Um, it seemed to be he wasn't the only one, too, that had like the on the sole of his shoe, that red part on it. So he had like an intersection that was red and the rest was black on the sole of his shoe. And I saw several other players sporting that look. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. But uh, I was kind of laughing because my son was texting me since he's down in Alabama for the summer. And he was just like, I'm not sure what's going on with outfit. I was like, I don't care. I think it's glorious. It fits him well. It fits his personality. The Raptors picked up on it immediately and started doing a photo shoot with their mascot and asking in stepbrothers style, did we just become best friends? Yeah. So I love it. What are your thoughts? Um, I thought it was like a North Atlanta pimp. Okay. I, I, I like, it was like the first time he's hit the stroll as a, as a pimp. I, I, I didn't like it at all. I don't understand. And part of it is I'm old. I don't understand whatever, but I, I didn't really find much use for it. And uh, I, I thought it looked ridiculous to be perfectly frank. Okay. I look ridiculous. I I couldn't take him seriously, but I I, I don't really take Grady Dick seriously anyway. I mean, we we have great discrepancy in what we think about Grady Dick. I know you love and adore everything Grady Dick, and I think he is one of the most overhyped players that I have seen in the twenty years I have lived here in Kansas. So, 
Um, yeah, this to me just kind of this is gonna just be more fodder for each of us. This is gonna put us both in our bunker of more more ammo for both of us. You're gonna say, "Hey, I like this about him," and I'm gonna say, "And I hate this about him." So, um, I didn't like a lot of the guys' outfits. Um, Victor, though, owned that green the green suit. He, yeah, he did. And he frankly, does. what it comes down to is our thoughts really don't matter. That's true. That's these well guys put. these guys were wearing what they wanted to wear and showing out how they wanted to show out and yeah. show up. And I am thrilled for that. Yeah, and, and I 100% agree with you on that. 100%. I, but it's it, always it, Do you remember uh-huh. a few years ago when it was the lining of the jackets that people were doing yeah. and that was the thing what yeah. happened to that because that was pretty dope a couple of the guys i saw did stuff like that uh brandon miller did something a couple others and then the nfl guys all did I saw right I, I think that the nba is its own thing and we've seen this is not a new concept this is the nba has had this going back to you can look your pictures going back to Shaq and uh, Chris Webber, Jalen yeah. Rose is one I remember distinctly. Yeah. Of, you know, he had like a fire engine red pinstripe suit on draft day. You know, it's it's a little more outlandish and, and you know, overbearing, if you will. But, hey, look, most of these people are 19 to 21, 22 years old. Yeah. Let them think what they're going to do. They're a different style than what I am in my late 40s. So I'm okay with the the one thing I didn't like about that suit jacket is the boxy like eighties shoulders. Yeah, I said he looked like Elton John and Vanilla Ice at the same time. Okay, totally get the Vanilla Ice thing because that and Janet Jackson for okay. whatever reason was popping in my head because yeah. of her control yeah. cover of her control album. Yeah, I thought the North Atlanta pimp. I mean, just you know, okay. it just. If you know, you know. Um, yeah, uh, I, I, what was the other one I said? So I had I had three or four good jokes on Twitter about it. Just uh, <laughs> yeah. So um, speaking of the uh, the clickbait, so we'll get back to the NBA draft if you want to talk about that in a minute. But uh, other clickbait stuff. It's like one of the bigger stories. And I was on the Jones report this week, and you know we're talking about this off air, and we're gonna do it on here now. Yeah, I. I go on every week with Tyler, and we do what's called the Coach Bo's football fix. We're talking about football stuff. And we are at the end of June, and there ain't shit to talk about football wise. So now it's, right. you know, this thing's out there, this thing's out there. Who might, this, you know, all this clickbait stuff. And the clickbait story of the week was Jamar Chase disrespected Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey's not here for it. And Travis Kelsey said, and then I listened to it. Uh-huh. And saw him, I saw the clip, the, the full clip of Travis Kelsey and his brother on their podcast talking about Jamar Chase. Basically said, when asked, Jamar Chase asked, who's who's the best quarterback in the NFL? And Jamar Chase said, Joe Burrow is. Now let's get the background. That's his quarterback. Yep. Finals. It was his quarterback in college. Yep. They won a national title together. They went to the Super Bowl together. Jamar Chase was rookie season. Of course he's going to back his guy. Well, yeah. So Jason Kelsey asked Travis Kelsey to, to comment about it. Travis Kelsey says, to his credit, Travis Kelsey says, hey, he's going to defend his guy. That's his dude. Yeah. He's going to say his dude. I woke up the next morning after this came out and saw – Travis Kelsey defends uh, Patrick Mahomes versus disrespect from Jamar Chase. I was like, wait a minute. All right, let's see what this is all about. And it was a big fucking nothing burger. And I'm sitting there going, wait a minute. What? What? Are we this desperate to talk about something? I mean, this was talked about. Not only did we, did we did I have to talk about it with Tyler, I glimpsed briefly the next day at get up uh-huh. they're talking about it i'm like are we that bored for content yeah i mean we are in the dead season because i know we are the draft is over yeah. the next 
big thing is what the all-star game then the mlb draft comes yeah well the mlb draft soon we'll have the all-star game yeah and then it's drinking you'll get tennis because the u.s open will happen but that's not till what september so But between then, we're gonna have training camp, and so we're gonna have to hear all the training camp stuff, and there'll be, um, you know, hard knocks. So it'll start then. Who's hard knocks on this season? We haven't decided yet. We still don't know. Interesting. HBO can force a list of four teams, but there's talk that they're going to do possibly do the Lions again. Huh. I guess there's a force in the NFL pushing for the Lions to be back-to-back years because it was so good last year. Yeah. It was – a lot of people believe that last year's Hard Knocks was the best one of the last four or five years. You know what I think would be interesting, and I wouldn't be surprised if it happened, is the Jets. Uh, they are not on the list, and they were they are not going to do it. Let me see if I can pull up that list. There is a list of teams that – you can be forced into it. Okay. Um, it's a very, I think it's like four teams. Um, is it like, I mean, clearly Detroit isn't the bottom four from no, last season. No. And it was, um, okay. Let's see here. Okay. The four teams that can be put – actually, you're right. I'm sorry. I cut you out. I was incorrect. The four teams that can be forced into it because uh-huh. of the way those things work are the New York Jets, the Commanders, the Bears, and I knew about this one, the Saints. I'm rooting for the Saints because I just wanted to be shown to everybody how sure. right I am about this team. They're going to be, like, historically bad. Um. So, yeah, I that's interesting because I think given the shit show of the commanders with the sale uh-huh. and everything swirling around that, that would be fascinating, especially as they enter negotiations about a new stadium. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The Bears, just because maybe they're getting their shit together and also yeah. might be building a new stadium. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff to look at. Right. I mean, Bears are one of those ascending teams. Right. And then the Saints, to your point of let's just expose the shit show. Let's just expose this absolute fucking shit show because it's going to be a shit show. I mean, it by week three, people will be like, "How did Dennis Allen ever get a head coaching job? <laughs> How is Pete Carmichael not like coaching an offense in an eighth grade on in an eighth grade team? I mean, he's Awful. Um, but I did read that those are the four that they so the, they have some rules and the NFL can do things, but NFL and HBO, if they don't decide, they can assign one of these four teams. Okay. They want a willing participant. Well, sure. I mean you'd rather have a willing participant. Well, I, so much shit gets exposed during that show yeah. of the locker room and the culture. People have to buy into it, I would think, on some level, if you're coming in. That's interesting. Okay. And then I I did read a couple of things this past week that there are um, there are some people in HBO that are trying to talk the Lions into doing it again because they can request to be in. Okay. Um, The Bengals are doing their own hard knock style show. It's going to be a YouTube or Twitter what yeah that's dumb i don't think it's just i don't know any of the details yet but it's going to be um yeah something that's going to be like i said either on youtube and or online somewhere okay yeah yeah it's it's interesting but as of a few days ago yeah it looks like those are the candidates and we'll see what happens but uh okay i I want it to be the same, just to prove to everybody how <laughs> right I am. Watch, if you watch after, I guarantee it, if it's the Saints, yep. after the first episode, 
Vegas will move the line of future win prediction for the Saints down, and they'll move it down by more than two games. Well, and you already took the under anyway. So under. You're I'm, well, I'm fading. I got the under. I'm just fading the fuck out of this team. This team's going to be awful. Awful. They are nine and a half is their number. There is no chance that team wins 10 games. People have been, no, they didn't go over. Just think the rest of the division is going to be bad. You're, I kind of appreciate the glee that you're taking. Oh, because I, I just know I'm right. So I was, and I appreciate you saying that. I have put up because I, I really put up with this for too long. Yeah. I, you know, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, I am a lifelong New Orleans Saints fan. And this year, I have turned my back. I'm done. Yep. And I was talking to a friend of mine this week about it, and he said something. He was talking about my boy Elwood, who's been on the show. Ah, uh, yes. Uh-huh. Elwood and I were talking. We saw him once, and he was like, "So what's this deal with you not rooting for the Saints this season?" And I said, "Well, <laughs> it's real simple. I 100% disagree with a lot of the decisions they've made, mm-hmm. and I think they're bad. And I don't think there's any way this staff can overcome it." This quarterback can overcome it. And I'm not rooting for a team that does not have my interest as a fan at heart. I'm not just going to take your shit sandwich and continue to say thank you. Because the idea is, and I'm putting words in your mouth, so please correct me. From a fan perspective, if you don't want to win, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, it, it's not about wins and losses per se. Okay. Because, okay, I could take the Saints going 3-14 and 14 this year if they came out and didn't sign Derek Carr, mm-hmm. said we're going to find out if Jameis is our guy. Okay. If not, we're going to have to go to the draft and get somebody. If they said, well – Let's change this offense up. Let's not Pete Carmichael is a very good, very good offensive coordinator. I think that Dennis Allen is a train wreck at, at, as a head coach. Okay. It's that not only are they they think they're trying to win, but it's plain and obvious that they're not capable of winning. They're just trying to put the best foot forward they can. To make it look, to give the appearance that they're okay. doing something. I, I, one of my favorite movies is Blazing Saddles. You ever seen Blazing yes. Saddles? Yes. There's the scene where they are at the governor's office. Yes. And they get to read off the the the, the letter, the, uh, the the cable, and it says, um, "City burned, horses." You know, and the governor stands, says, "Gentlemen, we got to protect our phony baloney jobs." That's what I feel like is going on in the Saints' offices. It's like the president of the team, the general manager, the head coach, and the offensive coordinator are running around with their with their with their hair on fire, going, "We got to protect our phony baloney jobs." Okay, like the meme of the dog sitting there with a cup of tea, and the room is on fire. And yep. this is okay. Everything is fine. <laughs> Everything is fine. No, it's not. You've done a piss poor job with the salary cap. You have not done anything to move this team forward. You lost Sean Payton, didn't get enough for him in that deal. Oh, God, no. No. And then totally stepped on your own dick and got taken advantage of two years in a row in trades in the draft. Never figured out what you were going to do post-Drew Brees. Then when you thought you had with Jameis Winston, who you really never were going to get behind. Let's be clear about that. He gets banged up, and they go, well, let's go to Taysom Hill. That's not a quarterback. It's a tight end. Right. Not even a good one at that. And I'm like, wait a minute. This is just – this is a total and complete shit show. And as someone who rooted this team for this team since I was a kid, I go, okay, this team's only been successful. They had a small run in the 90s. With the best defense in the league. Yeah. And Bobby A. Bears, their quarterback, who was not good, but was good enough. But they were in a division with the 49ers. Those 49ers juggernauts. Yeah. 
They had a small two or three year window. Then they come all the way forward. It takes bringing in Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And they rode that thing as long as they could. And they got a Super Bowl. And they never put a plan in for what's going to happen when you lose Drew Brees. And they knew right. three years Drew Brees was going to be gone. He was his he was deteriorating in front of their eyes. And they knew it and did nothing about it. Now, I do know one excuse I've always heard was the plan originally was that they were going to make the draft pick four years or four five years ago now. Uh-huh. When Patrick Mahomes got drafted by the Chiefs, the Chiefs jumped in front of the Saints because the Saints were going to draft. And that was no, that the Saints were going to draft Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Now, amongst the NFL people, that was no. Uh, Sean Payton had said Patrick Mahomes did the best workout he's ever seen. Their quarterback. So, I mean, it was like, okay, that would have kept Sean Payton, and they would have moved to the next, the next thing. Yep. But this team didn't stand behind Sean Payton when Bounty Gate happened. Right. They took the L there. They thought well, they were good enough that year that that made Dennis Allen look good. And, yeah, he'd been a head coach in the past, and maybe that Raiders team wasn't very good. It wasn't his fault. It was clearly his fault, a lot of it. <laughs> uh, this team's going to be bad. It's going to be his fault as well. Yeah. You keep If you tell me who you are with your actions, I'm going to believe you. Thank you, Maya Angelou. Yeah, and that's just, I'm just going to keep with that. And the, the Saints are showing me who they are. And I do not have to stay a fan of yours if you're going to do this. No. And, and you know, look, I I would rather be a lifelong Saints fan, but if I don't believe in what they're doing, I'm not just going to blindly follow. Yeah. None of us should. If you were a, if you're a Kansas City Chiefs fan, and they traded Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey tomorrow, would you blindly follow that? Fair. I mean, that's a fair point. And maybe I'm ahead of the pack. And according to what I see on Twitter, I'm way ahead of the pack amongst the Saints fans. Okay. They still think they're going to win 10, 11, 12 games. I'm like, zero chance. Zero chance. Like, and where are, where are we on your team count? Are we down to 10? 10. Is right? And I think we're going to eliminate a couple teams this week. Okay. Yeah, I think we're going to eliminate a couple teams. But um, I, I think that we um, – and for those who don't know what we're talking about, I decided I'm going to ride with someone new. Yep. But I, I had to you go – You went through. into free agency. Free, free, I went into free agency. I'm full on free agent, and I'm deciding on a new team. By training camp, I'm going to have a new team. Unrestricted free agency. Yes, I'm going – and it's not a highest bidder. This is I'm going to the best situation for me as a fan. Not who I think is going to win because I'm not going to sit in the front run. We talked about this. Yep. But I've got 10 teams, but they have a little list right here. And I will you know, go through it again. But we're, we're, that's where we're at. Um, but, yeah, I just can't do this, and I'm not going to do this. It was it was funny. I ran into a buddy last night, and when Elwood asked me about it, I was like, like he was like, dude. I, he said, I've never heard of someone doing this. And I was like, I just I can't do it. I was like, I just cannot follow this team. I, I don't understand how you need it's not about winning and losing. It's not. I mean, I went to the game with people wearing the bags on their heads. Yeah. Now I wish someone wearing plastic bags on their heads. Hey, I'm just being honest. There's some of the people out there don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Um, maybe they should distribute plastic bags to Trump rallies. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at. We'll eliminate a couple. As a matter of fact, let's just get into it now. All right, I'm going to name off these are 10. These are no particular order. Vegas has an odd set. They, they know who the favorite is. The favorite right now is the Cincinnati Bengals. I won't lie about that. I mean, again, Burrow's my guy. It just it is what it is. But here's where we're currently at. No particular order. Seattle, Philadelphia, Chicago, Detroit, Houston, Cincinnati, New England, Buffalo. Now, you notice I didn't pick all the best teams. No. I eliminated a lot of teams. And I eliminated a lot of teams for different reasons. Yep. But here's where we're at this week. I'm going to be eliminating the Seattle Seahawks this week. I just don't see this being a long-term relationship. 
No, it's a flame. It would be, yeah. And I I think there would be something in that one where they would be moving on from Pete Carroll and some other things in the next couple of years that would make me not want to stay. So I'm not going to put the investment in up front. So Seattle is out. Okay. Another team that's out, and this is one of the better teams on this list, but I, I just I, I'm just not gonna get with them. I just can't bring myself to it. I'm eliminating Buffalo. Okay. Um now this comes from not a knock on the team. I, I like their team, I like their players, I like all oh, those couple of LSU guys there. There's a lot of positive stuff going on there. But in the end, I have never rooted for a team from New York. Whether that's New York City or anywhere else in the state of New York. Okay. Why start now? Well, and I think that makes sense, especially given your dad's affinity. Yeah, we're Boston people. Exactly. And I know that Buffalo is not New York City. They're long, far away, and they're a whole different animals. They're basically Canada. Yes. I mean, Buffalo is basically Toronto. I mean, that's, yeah. So I'm I'm eliminating those two this week. Okay. So we're down to eight. And maybe we'll check in with this next week with some other ideas. But, yeah. So we're now, again, no particular order. I'm sorry, we're down to six. Philly, Chicago, so the Eagles, the, the, the Bears. Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Cincinnati Bengals, New England Patriots. Okay. That's that's where we're at. And uh, we'll talk a little more about that as we get there. So. And um, what when do uh, OTAs start? OTAs have already happened. We're talking. Oh uh, no! So it's just camp straight, straight, it's over the next few weeks. It's to me usually early July after Fourth of July, usually the week or two after. Okay. So by. Yeah, I, we won't be too far. We're not too far away. A month from now, we're going to have a win. This is exciting. I'm appreciating this process. Yeah, so, and it's been a thoughtful process. It has been. Yeah, you know, I, I, everyone, you know, people who know me all say, you're just going to run to the Bengals. And I was like, not necessarily. Like, I put in a thoughtful process here. You're trying to. I, I'm trying to do my due diligence. But the, the no Detroit Lions are catching up. If there's a, if there's a if there's a front runner being the Bengals, if there's a last leg horse coming, it's probably those Detroit Lions. And I gotta say, I'm down with the Houston Texans with what they're doing. Okay. I'm yeah. It's hard to jump New Orleans to Houston, though. That's a tough thing. You know, those two cities, you know, it's kind of a competitive thing. But yeah, I'm just not sure I could ever trust anything about the Texans given what they covered up for years. So, and that's not a bad. It's it's, it's a very um, interesting and uh, agreeable piece. So, yeah. Um, anything in the sports you got here? Any takes you got? I want to talk about a couple of the little things, but anything you got going here? Did you? No, man. I mean, this is it. This is the dead season that I'm just kind of when I'm home and working and I want to throw on ESPN or something, there's basically shit on. So I'm thankful for having my MLB pass that at least I can throw baseball on during the day. And that's probably what's going to start happening heavily. It is just it's very, very quiet. And yeah. I guess that's a good thing unless something crazy happens. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah, I got yeah, nothing. I have watched a ton of baseball lately. You went to the Rockies Angels game last night. Last night, yeah. You, you went to batting practice? Yeah. Didn't ended up not going into the outfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, the seats that I had were up in the mezzanine, which is the 200 level. We were right at the foul pole. For on the first pay, first baseline, uh, which was kind of a cool setting. Like I hadn't sat up there before, uh, but to be able to be in the ballpark with Trout and Otani doing BP, very very cool. Alf Friedland uh, said "fuck" 
when Otani hit a homer off of him last night uh, and it was picked up on the broadcast. So yeah. it's kind of one of those things that I'm glad I was just like, screw it. I want to go to the game. I'm going to go. Yeah, it, it's, uh, you know, the weekend before they were here in Kansas City and uh, Jen and Peyton went Saturday. Oh, nice. And, uh, Otani hit a home run in that game. Otani and Trout hit home runs in that game. And that was, uh, I, I did not get to go, but they enjoyed it. I've never seen Otani play in person. How, what is he like? Is it, what is there, is it, it was there ever a rush in the stadium when he comes up the bat? So it's, it's different. So when they had the all-star game here, when they moved it here a couple of years ago, and he was pitching and also hitting for the home run derby, seeing him on the field, close up i was relatively close along the third baseline to yeah. see him just do just his regular you know uh off session stuff was fascinating and there is a bit of a buzz when he comes up to the plate because you just expect shit to happen yeah and he's such a dynamic player and seems to be just kind of like in general, lovely person from all accounts that I've seen in interviews yeah. and whatever. He's just a likable guy. And I think a lot of people who enjoy baseball and see him and Trout together and given Trout's great accomplishments over his career and them never being able to do anything in the playoffs, you yeah. just kind of hope that the trade line, the trade deadline doesn't show up in Otani's with the Dodgers. Yeah. So I'll look, I'm looking at it right now. Actually, you know, you talk about that. So with people who don't know in Mike Trout's career, most of us, a lot of us consider Mike Trout the, the best player of this generation. Yeah. He's only been in the playoffs one time. Postseason one time. He was swept by the yep. Royals, believe it or not, in 2015. Yeah. Um, sweep. Uh, right now, as we as we hold on to it, you look at the wild card. The Angels are a half a game out of a wild card. Now, a lot of talk was in place that if the Angels were out of contention, you know, they were not serious contenders come July. That come the trade deadline, the Angels would trade Shohei Otani because uh -huh. he's going to be a free agent. Right. Try to get some prospects. Try to get anything you can. But right now, they are in the, they're the division, the American League West. They're third. They're only half a game behind the Astros for second. And they're seven games back with the Rangers. The Rangers, who sneakily have the second best record in the American League. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. They're actually pretty cool and pretty fun to watch. They don't have any superstars in that lineup. They score runs like crazy. Okay. Um, but they are only. Uh, the, the Angels are only a half a game out of the wild card right now. Three wild card teams right now are the Orioles, who has a five game lead on the second, on the second and third ones, which is then the Astros, the Yankees, and then it's the Blue Jays, the Angels, half a game back, and the Boston Red Sox, a game and a half back. Okay. Which surprises me that the Red Sox are in it, but that's because the Red Sox are in last in the AL East. But every team in the AL East has a winning record. That's insane. Yeah. And every team in the AL East would be the first place team in the AL Central. Oh, geez. Yeah. The Red Sox have the fifth best record in their division. They would be the first. They'd be the winning the winner of the American League Central right now. Okay. Yeah, that's just a horrible division. A um, couple of baseball notes. I will give some shout-outs to the Kansas City Royals and the Oakland A's for finally getting the 20 wins. It only took the Royals uh, 75 games to get there. Ah! So congratulations to the Royals. The A's won their 20th game on Friday night. It only took them 78 games to get to 20 wins. You know what? I didn't follow your advice last night when I did my two-team parlay of the Rockies and Royals. Rockies came through, man. The Royals did not. Um, did you do the Royals or the A's? The A's won yesterday, but the yeah, Royals I, lost. I no, I took the Royals to win. Oh, I never took the Royals to win. 
the which is against COVID. your your solid betting advice to yeah. just bet bet against the Royals in all games. Yeah, bet against the Royals. So I have an, an MGM account. They're not a sponsor, but I have an MGM account where all I do is bet against the Royals every day. Hilarious. And I'm up. Yeah. So that's the only bet I place in there. So um, now speaking of bets, we do love our friends at DraftKings. Let's give them a quick shout out. We do. So, our friends at DraftKings have um, got a, a deal in place right now. You get your first deposit and you place your first $5 bet and you get $200 in free bets to use on anything. Use my Major League Baseball, use my PGA, NBA, and NFL futures. You can use them on anything you want. Use them on college baseball. The College World Series is here now. We'll talk about that in a few minutes because um, we know I'm excited about that. But uh, <laughs> yeah, by the time you hear this, the game one will already be done. But uh, I'm excited. But yeah, so lots to do. We think DraftKings are a great sponsor of the podcast. Check out the link in our show notes and you'll get that special, which is again your first deposit. You bet it's a hundred dollar deposit, bet you make your first five dollar bet, and you get two hundred dollars in free bets to use on anything. Take advantage of it. So yeah. thank you, DraftKings, for doing that. Um, but back to baseball and this stuff. Yeah, the Otani thing I do find fascinating because so the wife and the kiddo went to the game and they enjoyed it. And Jen was telling me like she we she we she, you know she's seen Otani on TV before and and they said she, they were close enough where you could see him on the field with their seats. They weren't you know the greatest seats. They were good enough. And she goes, not only is he, and she said, and I said he's a real athlete. And she goes, yeah. And I said, I see what you're saying, and I don't want to sound racist or prejudiced about this, but a lot of Japanese baseball players who come over, I mean, even go back to Ichiro and Hideki Matsui, they don't look like gargantuan athletic men. They don't look like Mike Trump does. Yeah, no, he a thousand percent does. Shohei Otani is six foot five, and he looks like a real athlete. Like he looks like Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, it was it was funny because I was at the office and we were at lunch and uh, one of my coworkers, also a big baseball fan, um, his son loves Mike Trout and has he told me that his son has like 800 Mike Trout cards at this point. And that's his focal uh, point on collecting. And he was just like... Well, if you go to the game, make sure you get close enough to really see Otani. It was like, dude, saw him during the home run derby in the all-star game. I've seen him and he is a specimen. It just, it's a little bit surprising to see a guy like him just built out the way he is and doing what he does, not only on the mound, but at the plate. Well, I think because the the best Japanese player we've seen hitting wise offensively we've seen is Ichiro. Yeah. And Ichiro was, I mean, an outstanding Hall of Fame player. Yeah. He was not a big man. He was not known for his power. He didn't have very much power. Um, he was a guy who put the ball around the ballpark. Yeah. We'd look at him and go, great baseball player, but that's not a great athlete. Yeah, no, he was slight. Shohei Otani looks like he could play in the NFL. Absolutely, he played in the NBA. Yep. I mean, he, and he has his first now first national commercial now. He's doing um, New Balance commercial. This commercial. Oh goes, yeah, yeah. Yep. Jen sees the commercial, and she goes, "That's the best looking Japanese man I've ever seen in my life." And He's it was a so good looking kid. He's got movie star good looks too. He does, and it, He's it a was good looking really... cat. Uh, another coworker of mine, her family emigrated from Korea. And she was like, yeah, my family's come, family's coming in town. My uncle really loves Otani, even though he's Japanese. Yeah. And I, it just, it cracked yeah. me. And uh, I hope they really enjoyed the game last night. And she's convinced that she can convince Otani to marry her, but probably not. Uh, I, I see a lot of the, we watch a lot of the Angels games late at night. I'll check out a lot of the West Coast games. 
Uh-huh. So sleep that time. And, or no matter where the angels are playing, they come out for a time. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he, he's got a following. You know, it's funny to see when he's at certain places where he's at the home games, you know, you have the signage behind home plate. Mm-hmm. Somebody pay a lot of money for that signage. Yeah. Who's going to be on throughout the game. The Angels have a couple of deal with a couple of Japanese companies. Absolutely. And they play. They have, So then I was watching a game in Seattle this past year. And I've seen a few of the games. And they have, like, Nintendo has one for Seattle. Right. Based there. Um, they have their American hub is in, is in Seattle. Um, and so they've already got something there. But then they had additional signage just for that series. Uh-huh. That was all in Japanese. Which is fantastic. Because they knew that was also being broadcast back in Japan. Right. And they keep, I was watching the Cubs cards game this afternoon from London, and they keep talking about how they want to push this international feel. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be really interesting with the Summer Olympics being in France next year, um, how baseball is represented. But I mean, stuff like that. It's the little things that they can do to just say, hey, I see this market. Yeah. Yeah. I, and baseball is trying to do everything they can to expand the game. It's it's amazing. And this season's been amazing. For people who haven't been paying attention, I mean, the Angels are better than they've been for 10 years. Otani's yeah. great. Yep. Um, Otani has not pitched as well as he did last year. He's been getting hit around a little bit. He's not bad. I think he has like a right out of a little under a four ERA. Uh, but he's lost like his last two starts. Um, but like I mentioned, the Rangers are in first place in the West. The Rays are still killing the American League East and have the best record in baseball. The well, Atlanta Braves are shut out to the best record in the National League. And they have that, almost clocked the, the, the Rays in the overall record. And the Cubs have the best ERA yeah. in, in the league. Which is insane yeah. because they've had some sketchy consistency with their pitching. Yeah. And they've won nine out of the 10 of their last games, yeah. which I haven't, I've been bad at watching, but just watching today, I was like, oh shit, you know, these yeah. dudes are solid. It's fun. Now, the, the, the other surprise here recently, have you seen the Cincinnati Reds are in the first place? Yeah. They've won 10 in a row. And they have not lost a game since they brought up Ellie De La Cruz. He, that that first yeah. home run that he hit was yeah. so fun. So he's, he, they're, they're, they're actually 10 and one since he was called up. The one game he didn't play was the one they lost. Uh, he went for the cycle on Thursday. That's insane. Yeah. As a rookie, he had to hit for the cycle. Cycle, if you don't know, is getting a single, a double, a triple, and a home run. He was four for four after the sixth inning with the cycle clinched in the sixth inning. He's amazing. Uh, he I, number I mean, one, number one prospect coming up this season, and an amazing, amazing young player. And He's I believe I saw Joey Votto in BP. Is that right? He was wearing a Selena T-shirt today, and I was just like, okay. Yeah, he had a walk-off home run last night. Votto did. He's back. Now he's back and they're healthier. Uh, they'll be buyers now. They won't be selling players to the trade deadline. Which is not. They're going to go to the playoffs. Yeah. So I get to meet Mr. Cincinnati Reds, Johnny Bench, next month. At National? At National. I'll be excited. I, I'm ready to go. I got my Johnny Bench stuff. He's one of the few guys I personally collect and one of my heroes as a kid. So I'm excited to meet Johnny Bench again. But well, the coworker that I was telling you about with the his son collecting all the cards, they are also going national. So, if you run into a random person from Denver, I'm sure they'll be plenty. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be <laughs> a crazy experience. Four days in Chicago doing that. Um, look, and we get closer there, so I might talk more about that. I might even bring Peyton in to talk about it. Nice. He's, going, he's going with me, so it'll be it'll be fun and different. Um, but yeah, baseball has been the other team that's surprising. You know the Arizona Diamondbacks are first place in the West. Seriously? Huh? Huh? Yeah. The Dodgers are three back. The Diamondbacks are fifteen games above five hundred. Damn. And if you haven't watched them, 
they are really good. And their center fielder, Corbin Carroll, he was a first-round pick a couple of years ago. He is He's going to win nationally rookie of the year. He's okay. a rookie. He's batting third in their lineup. He is really awesome. Get his numbers up here. Um, been incredible. Um, whenever they have sort of a, a late inning situation, he seems to come through for him. He's currently batting 301. He's slugging 570. Oh. Um, let's see his home runs. Uh, get full batting here. He's at 16 home runs right now. 41 RBI, hitting 301. He'll make the All Star team. Yeah. And he's the he's their he was their number one prospect and their guy they're building around. I did hear now that the Cardinals are falling back. Yeah. They're like they're gonna sell on Paul Goldschmidt. And he's gonna get traded before the deadline. And a, a possible situation of him going back to Arizona. Okay. Could be out there. But he'd go and be the DH for the Diamondbacks. Because they got Christian Walker at first right now, who's a better defensive player right now. But that'll be interesting. Trade deadline comes, and that'll be another four weeks away now. Yep. But when that happens, we'll see. There'll be a couple different teams. It'll be to see okay, who's who's still in it and who's going to make trades, who's going to trade players off. Uh, the ones I would look at would be Goldschmidt. I mean, the Cardinals are in last in the division. Yeah, they're thirty one. They're thirty one and forty five. I mean, they're just a horrible team. You know, will the Padres sell off? They're all, they're nine games back in the West, and they're not good. They got swept by the um, Giants this past week, and in all three games, they had a lead, and the Giants came back and beat them. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, don't bet on the don't bet on the Padres to win, and don't bet on the Padres even if they got a three run lead because nothing's safe. <laughs> uh, what's hurting the I'll tell you what's hurting the Dodgers right now is their bullpen's awful. They don't hold a late a late game lead. I mean, they might as well me. I could pitch the eighth for the Dodgers right now. So, yeah, if you if you haven't been watching, that's a couple of things going on in Major League Baseball. Um, I'm personally really excited. This is. We're recording this Saturday midday here, the early afternoon. And uh, the College Bowl Series ends this weekend. Yep. My LSU Tigers have beat the odds, not just at the um, in the bar, but also on the field. And uh, setting records everywhere in Omaha. Beat the number one ranks, uh, Wake Forest Demon Deacons, twice in a row. Wednesday and Thursday, and are now in the series. It's a three-game series from here, starting Saturday afternoon, Saturday night against the Florida Gators. They did not play during the season. They're both in the SEC, but they were not on their schedule together this year. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't assume that there would have been yeah. some. Yeah, they don't. They're not the same. They don't do the division thing like over there. Yeah. So, but they did not play this year. Um, but what's cool is one, you've got – these are probably the two best teams. I mean, during the season, there was only two teams that were rated – they were ranked number one. LSU was until the last month of the season that it was Wake Forest. Florida had been the number two ranked team for most of the season as well. Okay. Um, they are now – again, these are the two last ones left. College baseball has what's called the Golden Spikes Award, basically their MVP. Mm-hmm. And they have the last three um, finalists announced. They'll actually give that award away on Sunday. And all three of those candidates are actually playing in this series. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Jack Cagliani from Florida. And then uh, Paul Skeens from LSU, the great pitcher from LSU. He pitched the Thursday night clincher uh, for LSU. A big dude, six foot five. Uh, big, big. He looks like Tracy Atkins. The country singer. Okay. He has a he has the mustache where it kind of points up on the edges. Yeah. He he's a big son of a bitch too. And then Dylan Cruz, the center fielder from LSU, who most people think will be the number one pick in the draft. These will be the top three picks in the draft as well. Okay. In some order. Um, the Pittsburgh Pirates have the first pick, and most people are they're calling they call Dylan Cruz the Mike Trout of the SEC. His stance is very similar. He plays center field. He is the most dominant player. He was just he was batting 490 up until like May the 5th. Hmm. 
Like he was over 500 for part of the season. He was batting average. Amazing wow. player. Um, but there are some teams, I guess, looking at the Pirates are actually telling some teams they a lot of times you see the best player won't go first in the draft in the baseball draft because of signability. Right. Pirates are a known cheap team. And to sign your number one overall pick, it's going to cost you a, a 10 or $12 million signing bonus. Yeah. And there's also some thought, well, if the Pirates could possibly be in the uh, thick of the, of the wild card, that they may pick schemes just to try to bring him up late in the season. Because he's this big, hard throw. He threw in his game Thursday night, he threw 120 pitches. Uh-huh. 45 of them were over 100 miles an hour. Oh, wow. To give you an idea, no one in Major League Baseball has thrown 45 100 mile an hour pitches in like 10 years. Well, and that's. He's done it twice in the College World Series. Yeah, but what kind of. He pitches a lot. So they. they he does. He throws a lot of pitches. Like they, I understand he's gone over that. 120. Two starts in a row. He went over 120 like five times during the season. That's just I don't know. That's one of those things that I'm just waiting for a Tommy John injury to happen. Well, you would. It really. It doesn't happen. That doesn't happen on power pitchers who use their fastball like he does. Mm-hmm. You usually see that on guys who throw more breaking pitches. Because of the work you're having to do with your hands and your elbow. Um, the issue that I see on schemes and why I think it's a bad idea to try to bring him up. Um, the Royals did that a few years ago with the pitcher. It was, I can't think of who it was now. They had the kid who was from, I think it was from TCU or Texas Tech, who pitched like three games in double A after being drafted and went straight to the majors. Okay. And the problem is, is that it's great for like, yeah, we can bring this guy in to pitch a couple of innings here, a couple of innings here to extend our bullpen late in the season. Um, the Skeens issue is going to be he can throw 100. He actually can throw up like 102, 103. He doesn't have as much movement on the ball. Major league hitters can hit a 100-mile-hour fastball. Yeah, they can. All of them can. You got to have some movement on that ball. So like you look at a guy like, Aroldis Chapman is the name that comes to mind when I think about the Royals clause. Um, Aroldis Chapman can throw 100, 102. Yep. And when he's got movement, he's hard as hell to hit. Yep. But when it's not moving, you're going to It's just stairs. I mean, yeah. I saw Raphael Devers hit 103 mile an hour fastball for him that went into orbit basically one day. That's yeah. The park. And when you find those big, strong guys who do have that, thinking they can move the ball side to side with that fastball, you then then you've got an issue. But if you're just throwing straight heat, you're going to get caught up to in the majors. You're not yeah. so much in college or even in like single A, double A. So it'll be interesting. Skeens will have to pitch a couple of years in the minors before bringing him up, in my, in my view. But uh, if he gets movement. Big as he is, he could be excellent. And I think all three of those guys, uh, Cagliani is the same thing. He's an all-around player, center fielder for the – he also he also pitches occasionally for the Gators, but he's more of a center fielder. He's their everyday center fielder, and he's really quite good. Uh, those will be the first three picks of the draft, too. Okay. So check that. That'll be – so it's ESPN tonight at 6, tomorrow at 2, Sunday at 2, and then Monday night if needed. Hopefully LSU wins the first two and we're done. <laughs> and then uh, Golden Spike Award, they're giving that away pregame on Sunday. Okay. That's been a couple of weeks. So it's that's pretty cool stuff, too. Um, hey, I don't know I wanted to ask you off sports for a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, it takes on the submersive uh, thing, submersive vehicle. Yeah, vehicle. no. Um, the Ocean Gate thing was super interesting. Uh, I heard some really great conspiracy theories that these people wanted to be disappeared for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I kind of appreciated that. I'm still just, it sucks that these people died. It also sucks that they can just pay 250,000 to go in a 
faux submarine that was built on Camping World equipment and a secondhand PlayStation remote control. Yeah, I think it was an N64 control. Yeah, I I just fuck me. When you have someone that's on that ship that's like, I'm not really sure that this is seaworthy, and yet he gets on it, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and I feel really <laughs> bad for the kid more than anything, because all reports are that he did not want to be there. It totally freaked him out, but he was doing it to make his dad happy. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Yeah. I um, look at the whole thing with the... Uh the submersive deal and I was just like I I'm of the same kind of mind you are on this it's like okay I get that we're trying to be sympathetic and empathetic to uh-huh. death of people yeah but at the same time you paid a whole shitload of money to be locked in a tin can and go deep in the ocean with something that was run by an N64 controller <laughs> um, it's called due diligence folks if you're rich enough to do this, you should be rich enough to do some more due diligence on this. Um, I, 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 again, I'm empathetic of people passing away. Yes. Empathetic of an accident. I'm not empathetic of people who make these kind of stupid decisions at the same time. No, I mean, it's just like saying, okay, if you're so rich that you can spend money on this stupid ass shit, aren't you kind of asking for it? Yeah. <laughs> which is rather heartless but come on man yeah yeah exactly it's like okay i get it um it, i i you could first off you couldn't have paid me to go down with it. um i don't want to be by something that we've not identified because we don't yeah. have the technology to explore that deep in a safe way for the most yeah. part if I'm going in a submarine, I'm going into a naval submarine. And I know that they're going to know what the limits are on this motherfucker because they got plenty of experience and we can do that. But that's all I'm doing. I don't need to go see the wreckage of that Titanic. No. I don't need to go. No, you're not getting me in that big ass tank. They had to lock them in the tin can too. Right. And I sure as hell don't want James Cameron commenting on my death i'm sorry yeah. i just don't yeah. <laughs> so i yeah I, again i'm empathetic of loss but uh at the same time i'm like well you know sometimes it's natural selection yeah, yeah it's the bottom of the food chain so yeah. well, so I, I think i'm going to shoot it out and it's on this one on that note tonight uh today i'm going to try to get us out of here i want to go home watch the lsu game and uh Enjoy my Tigers, hopefully winning a national title. I'm a little bummed I didn't go. I was thinking about it. Yeah. And even up until Friday afternoon, I was considering it again. Mm, if they went tonight, to... are you going to? No, because if, I, if they win tonight, you gotta I got to go up tonight to be there tomorrow morning for the game. The game will be a day game. But it's a Two in the afternoon. Yeah, I don't want to do that. So I, if yeah, plus I got that big Chicago trip coming up the end of the end of July. I know I'm gonna spend way too much money in that. So I, it was best for okay. me to make the. I want to send a shout out to the LSU fans. Uh, if you haven't seen it on Twitter, I'm gonna give you this Twitter account. There is a bar. Yes. In Omaha, it's called Rocco's. Rocco's does a. Every year at the College World Series, they do a thing where they sell jello shots. They're $5 each. And when you buy your shot, you say which team you support. And they have a board. And they say, um, this is the um, this is the tally for each team. Yep. So I'm looking at this. I want to get this up. I'll get the newest number. Okay, now this is Friday night. Now, to give you an idea, um, the Jello Shot Challenge is $5 a shot. It's over at Rocco's in Omaha. And a large portion of this goes to, they, they raise charity money with this. Yep. Goes to the food bank in Omaha. It also goes to a portion 
prorated based upon the, the eight contend, the tend, uh, contenders. Mm-hmm. A portion goes to their local food banks. Now, the College World Series is about 10 days long. It yep. started, so this is now Saturday. It ends on Sunday, maybe Monday. It started last Thursday. So we're mm-hmm. 10 days in now. Uh, two weeks is called. The board as of Friday night, there was a record. Now, the record before this year was set by Old Mess, who won the national title last year. Okay. And their fans bought 18,700 plus shots over basically a two week period. I'm just going to warn you folks when I say to my folks here in Kansas that even you folks at the Chiefs games don't tailgate like us Louisiana people, it's not exaggeration. Do not challenge us, you will lose. <laughs> The challenge was put out. Break Old Miss's record. The tally as of Friday night at close at Rocco's, LSU fans had ordered and taken 30,462 jello shots. That raises $150,000 for charity. Do not play with us. We are not to be taken and trifled with. We will outdrink you, and like I've been in LSU places, in in cities where we have outdrank the bar. Yeah, run the bar out of beer, run the bar out of bourbon. I was at a bar one night when they did both. Do not trifle with these people. They come in mass, and they will show up and wreck your bar. To give you an idea. Wake Forest people, they came hard in the paint. Uh-huh. 7,580 shots. That was second place. I will give a special shout out to Oral Roberts. You know, we think Oral Roberts is a very, you know, religious. Uh, religious I mean, it school. is. Yeah. It's a Christian school. 3,215 shots. And they were only in the tournament for like three days. The TCU fans came hard until LSU took care of that. Another Christian school. Tell me. 4,019. Did I mention the number for LSU? It was 30,462 shots as of close of business Friday night. Um, we've got to give a shout out to Todd Graves. Todd Graves, if you don't know, is the founder and owner of Raisin Canes. You've been to Raisin Canes before? They had good Raisin Canes in Denver? Oh, yeah. Okay. We've got one right Have you ever been to one? Yeah. I love Raisin Canes. No, just because it's an LSU thing. Uh, they had the best oh, fast food. They had the best chicken or fast food. Mm, I still say Zaxby's is better, but... Oh, Zaxby's is the Mississippi State of Chicken. I disagree. Oh, man, Mississippi. I, I, I call it Mississippi State. In our place, man. Um, which means it's good enough to get you by. And sometimes it's what you need. But it's the Mississippi State of... Okay. Um, yeah. In the in SEC terms, it's Mississippi State of Chicken. Zaxby's is its own. I mean, uh, Raising Cane's is its own thing. But Todd Graves, the, the founder of, of Cane's, came in. This was pregame Monday. They were close to breaking the record, and he came in and set the world record for shots bought in a bar. I mean, that makes sense, because remember when the Powerball was like, or Mega Millions was over a billion? He mm-hmm. bought the entire company an equivalent of everyone having a yeah. ticket. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the, did you know who had the world record for most shots bought in a bar at one time? No. Merle Haggard, the the, the old <laughs> country western singer. He bought five thousand ninety five shots one night. Uh-huh. Todd Graves bought six thousand. Now, for argument's sake, first off, it's cool. He came in at six thousand shots, and they were giving out to LSU fans and everything. But and then they went over the top of the record at that time. But even if you took Todd Graves at six thousand out now, they still lap the field and break the record. So LSU fans represent in Omaha. So, Good work. Yeah, we yeah don't challenge us. Uh, I can't wait because the you know um, our group that does the USC game each year. Yep. You know where next year is right? 
here, baby. Mm-mm. Next, I don't think it's going to be in Denver next. Uh, it's going to be in Boulder. I'm talking 2024. We've already said 2024. We're doing USC at in LSU in Las Vegas. Yeah, so I was talking about 2023. Oh, yeah, 2023 is going there. Yeah. yeah. 2024, we're already talking about going to Vegas. Can you imagine? Because USC is playing at Allegiant Stadium against LSU. Can you imagine what the LSU fans are going to do in Las Vegas? There's going to be a lot of teabagging going on. It's going to be amazing. The Cajun Navy is going to take over Lake Mead. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> They're going to be driving boats up there, tailgating on a strip. I mean, oh my God. It's going to be insane. It's going to be wild. So, yeah, I've already said I've got to go do that. So, uh, it's, yeah, I did that Cajun Navy on taking over Lake Mead. Jen laughed her ass off. She was like, that's, how could you see that now? (laughs) Just put her rednecks just. But don't even have to use the the, the, the boat drop off. Just bring yep. it back here. Stop that sub bitch in the water. Yep. Yep. Drop it straight into the water. It the would be wild. Boats just going across the country. Thousand percent. Yeah. Tailgate in front of Caesar's Palace. The Bellagio got three rednecks setting up in front of the Bellagio, cooking a gator and some jambalaya. Somebody trying to get a little. Uh canoe or something onto the Bellagio fountains. Oh, the cage may be out there too. I'd like to see that. <laughs> Do this shit. Just kind of hunt out there. Troy Landry out there. Shoot him. Shoot him. Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. Big shout out. I hope everybody enjoys. Watch the College World Series. It should be a good series. Uh, the odds on it are pretty much even. There's really not a favorite. It's... If it gets to a game three, LSU will be a favorite because schemes will pitch. But otherwise, it um, it's pretty much even. It should be a good series and some good baseball. And uh, hopefully the, the right team comes out on top. So, hey, with that, let's jump up out of here and let everybody enjoy the rest of their time. Thank you for indulging us for about an hour. Uh, we want to say shout out to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox for all they do behind the scenes. Uh, most importantly, we want to thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget to rate us and review us. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts, we appreciate every five-star review. Until next week, I'm Coach Bo. That is Ella Wiginton. He does, as I like to now refer to her as. And uh, have a great week. We'll be time talking to Nine Refundable. Take care, everybody.